This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hello, hello. Welcome back to episode number 34 of the Ops Authority Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Gingrich, an operations expert and mentor to directors of operations. Today, we're going to dive into something that's not that fun to talk about. There are so many emotions around this, but it really is inevitable that we're all going to be in a place one day in our business that we're going to have to let somebody go. Now, the reason that we let them go are all over the board. Sometimes it's expected, sometimes it's unexpected, sometimes it's ethical, sometimes it's just not the right fit. Sometimes it's just because you've outgrown that role. So we're not looking at all the reasons why today. We're talking about exactly what to do when it's just not working out in your business. So this is kind of like the breakup, how to have that breakup conversation. I'm going to guide you through that because I find myself supporting entrepreneurs on the weekly with how to do this. And most of all, it comes back to just great communication. So I hope you'll take a listen and enjoy the next few minutes of your day by understanding what to do when things just don't work out in business. So as you grow, you're inevitably going to make some poor decisions in your business, or at least ones that you'd like to not repeat. I know I've certainly been there. One of those is that you're going to make a mishire or a bad hire. And you know that feeling, that one where you just know that it's just not going to work out. Like no matter, no what, no how, it's just not going to work out. It's just far too gone. Or that feeling of, hmm, like this, like, do I still need this? Am I getting a return on this? And if that answer is no, then I want you to be that responsible business owner that says, eh, Let's reassess and let's make a decision and move forward. So in this episode, I'm going to share what to do before, during, and after you have made the decision. Before we go a step further, I want to remind you that by following my training called the Hiring Simplified, you will decrease your chances of making a poor hiring decision because it's methodical and it's not emotional. When we remove the emotion and we slow down and hire exactly what we need, these folks tend to stay in our businesses for a much longer time. So if you're interested in making the best hires and not getting yourself in a situation where you have to have this breakup conversation, I want you to check out theopsauthority.com slash hiring simplified, because this really is the way to hire in a much more simplified fashion. It's going to be three modules and there's lots of practical resources, a great workbook there, but you're going to get a project plan. You're going to get templates for job descriptions, how to write applications, hint, hint, something that's very much missing in online hiring, and even scripts to use that'll allow you to communicate with candidates in the right and most professional ways. There's also so, so much more, but I just want to let you guys know that there is a resource out there which will avoid you getting into the situation that we're going to talk about today. 
Okay, okay, now to the nitty gritty. How do you move forward once you've made that decision? Well, before you go all in and fire this asset to your business, I want you to do a few things. Alrighty, the first thing is performance management. This is not a natural skill set. So as the leader of a business, someone who's taking the responsibility and making a paid transaction for labor, I need you to step into this. So what isn't working? And this is why in the last episode, when we talked about in episode number 33, when we talked about key results areas, if you have those in place, you can leverage those right now for this performance discussion. Understand and articulate what's not working, how the performance is hurting the business. When you take the emotions out of this and you can use data-based content, it's going to help that person understand in a much more realistic way. So performance manage this person. Look at those KRAs. And if you don't have those KRAs in place, you need them. But if you don't, then I want you to take some time to reflect and make this factual. Take out the emotion. And first and foremost, you've got to communicate it. So here's a template that I use. And I call this the reflection template. You can use this at so many different times in your business. Honestly, I encourage people to have a monthly call just on this framework where both parties bring this to a call. But if you haven't used this and this is new to you, use it now. It's called the reflection template. And what you're doing is reflecting on what is working. So this would be your wins. What is not working? This is your opportunities. What's missing and what is confusing? Now, when we use the reflection framework in this case, I want you to think about all of those working, not working, missing, confusing, as for how it relates to this relationship and the role that this person is playing. You're not looking at it at this point from the entire business perspective. You're just looking at it based on how this person is performing in your business. So that's the first thing. Performance manage. Do not move forward with letting this entity go before you give this person a chance. It's just not fair. Secondly, capture what is not working. Just like I said above, you're gonna use that reflection framework. Let's expand on what's not working. I want you to be really specific. So examples like performance, like we talked about, or is it a behavior? Is it a cultural misfit? What is it that is just not working out? Yes, this is gonna take time, but it's gonna help you qualify why this just doesn't feel right. And from here, you're gonna have a better conversation with this team member, and you're also going to have a record of this so you don't do it again. Ladies, all too often, I get people coming back to me saying, I just don't trust myself to hire. I make the same mistakes over and over and over. Well, we can stop that pattern right here, by identifying what it is that's not working. So when you start to feel like that, you can go back to this. So save it somewhere. Create a document where you have these reflections to protect yourself from doing it again. If you recall from a few episodes ago, I asked you about noting your pet peeves. So what is it when you're going to create that job description? I asked you, what are your pet peeves? And you were probably thinking like, why would I want to include my pet peeves in a job description? Well, now, if there is something 
like that's just rubbing you the wrong way and it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with performance, I want you to capture that as a pet peeve because in the future, we're going to want to hire against that. So this is why I want you to revisit the behaviors of the person that is just not working out. And lastly, you may have noticed something about the culture that you didn't screen for before. So when I talk about culture, how this person meshes with your business, does this person really reflect your values and your brand in the way that you have designed it? Now, no one is going to protect that more so than you as the leader of the business. So if you're starting to see something that just bubbles up, I want you to make a note of it as well, because we're going to make sure that we put that in the messaging. And honestly, you can use it in the messaging on your website, on your web copy, in your sales emails, in your regular weekly emails, maybe even in social posts. But as it pertains to hiring, we're going to want to make sure that that's reflective in all of the job descriptions moving forward. So culture, performance, and behaviors. That's what I want you to kind of journal on and capture in a physical written document before you move forward. And one thing that I didn't mention yet is if this is an ethical breach of confidence or a trust issue, maybe a misuse of your brand or representing your brand in a poor way, I know that the reaction is to fire them, get rid of them right now, Honestly, most often this is not the situation, but if it is, I still want you to take a pause. I want you to do exactly what I've just walked through. So capture what is not working. Your natural inclination is going to want to release this person immediately. I get it, but please hold up and do this. You will thank yourself. Alrighty, moving forward, I want you to also capture what are the advancements that you guys have made together. This person has been an asset in your business for some time period, and it's likely that your business has grown or changed or pivoted, and this person has been along for the journey. Now, they may have had their hands in this, and if they have, if there is a direct reflection of their work in your business today, please make a point to let them know this, that their value has been seen in this way. Now, if they're more ancillary and they didn't have a direct impact on some of the changes, just note the changes. You didn't get here. You didn't advance. You weren't able to move forward by yourself. So at least articulate that. And I'm certain that there has been some forward progress please, please, please don't miss this opportunity to show up as a phenomenal leader and note these accomplishments and the advancements. Next, remember, this is all before you actually have the conversation. I want you to create some talking points for what I'm going to call the notification call. This is going to be an emotional effort to facilitate this call. But as the business owner, this is your job. You are the leader of this business. Everyone's going to do better with a script or at least a few talking points so that you can take that excessive energy away and really focus on what's imperative at this time. You're going to have an intention for this call. I want you to show up, know exactly what to do, feel certain in it. And here are some things that I want you to consider. First of all, the reason. So is this performance? And if this is a performance thing, I want you to include the examples. I want you to give physical, concrete examples so that the person can wrap, wrap their arms around it. And if you have those KRAs, I want you to bring those up right here. Secondly, share the wins that you've already written down, that we just talked about. Share the wins that you've celebrated while you were in partnership. What is the date of the actual release or when is the last day that they're that they're expected to be working? 
What are the expectations for wrapping up this relationship? What needs to be finished? Are there processes that need to be documented? I want you to make sure that this is very clear before you have the notification call. The next thing is when is the last date of payment? I want you to just verbalize when the last payment is going to be if it's already taken place. I still want you to note it verbally in this call. And lastly, if you're just kind of separating ways, like this isn't necessarily something's gone wrong, but it's time for you guys to part ways. I want you to, at this point, let them know if you are going to have a professional recommendation for them. So I know in most of the scenarios, when I have separated from companies that I've been supporting for a long time, it was extremely amicable. I was going in a different direction or they were going in a different direction. But more times than not, people will tell me, I would like to refer you. Is it okay? And that is a phenomenal way to exit a relationship that's really strong and powerful, one that you really have respect for. So let them know that at this moment. And then lastly, set the date of the call. It could take the place of an existing call. Maybe you guys have a a weekly call. Go ahead and use this for that. Or you can set up a separate call, in which case the person's probably going to have a good idea of why you're doing this. Now, all of that has happened before the call. Can you see how this is actually kind of like a mini project, but there are definitely steps that are going to happen and need to take place before you hop on this call. Otherwise, it could easily lend itself to you not showing up as the leader you want to be. Now, during the notification call, like I said, this is emotional for both parties. There are very few times when this call will take place and take somebody by surprise. Honestly, I've been a part of them, good and bad, on both sides of the fence, and very, very rarely have I really shocked somebody by this. If you've done your job as a leader, this shouldn't come as a surprise. So I hope that you've done the job of the leader, and at this point, has performance managed the person and the team member? Hint, hint, don't forget that step. (laughs) Alrighty, so now that you're on the call, I would encourage you, to not have any small talk. I would show up, deliver the planned message, and make it short. It doesn't need to be a long conversation. It doesn't have to go on and on. That's just going to probably enter you into territory that you don't want to be in. But I do require that if you're gonna follow the process to this point, I want this to be professionally supportive. Do your brand good here. This is a huge opportunity for you to show up as a leader and to really own your brand, own the integrity of the values that you have set forth in this brand and just deliver the message without a ton of emotion. And here's where there's some ambiguity. And I want you at some point in this process to ask for feedback on their experience with working in your business. Now, this is going to be different. If this is amicable, you can ask now. If this is kind of a we're we're going a different direction conversation, this would be a good place because you're probably not surprising them. It probably isn't really performance related. If it's not, go ahead and ask them, what was it like? Where are my opportunities? How can we move forward? Even sharing that reflection framework that I mentioned earlier, working, not working, missing, and confusing, give them that homework so that you can continuously improve the way that you show up for your team. But if you have taken them by surprise, stop. 
do not do this right now because it's impossible for them to give you strategic and helpful feedback when they're in a feeling of failure or defeat, right? Imagine it's kind of like kicking somebody when they're down. They're going to fight back. And so when you're asking for feedback, this would be the worst time to do that. So if you're surprising them, if they are not taking it well, do not ask for feedback now. I want you to get it at some point, but it's not going to take place at a time when they're feeling really low. So what do you do after the call? After the notification call has taken place, you've already determined the logistics, like the date and the expectations of what to do before they are out of your business. So you're going to proceed just as you've laid out. Do not hide. I do not like it when I see leaders who have gone this far and then they kind of, they feel bad. It's easy to feel bad. We feel responsible. We are service and servant oriented people. So we feel bad. I get it, but you cannot hide. Again, this is more of a press on your leadership than anything else. I want you to touch base with the soon to be departed team member and give them a written recap. If you guys have an informal relationship, like one where you're communicating on Voxer and Slack, pop into those channels immediately. If it's more of a professional stiff relationship, make sure to send an email. But I want you to start again with your appreciation and then follow up with what are the next steps. I'd like you to restate the expectations for offboarding. So what needs to be done before their last day of work? Determine if you want or need their attendance on future calls. And that's going to vary on the role. In this communication, determine when and how you're going to share this update with the existing team if there is another team. Determine if you're going to, you as the leader are going to be sharing this or if you would like them to. I've been in both positions and it's really going to depend on what kind of role this person had on the team, if they were more of a contributor or if they were more of a leader. If they were a leader in your team and things are just going a different direction, it may be okay for them to share with the team, but I would encourage you to have this be a global team communication and not a one-off. Now, if there are interpersonal relationships on the team, you're not going to be able to stop them from reaching out to their friends, but I would encourage you guys to be on the same page with how you're going to communicate to the bigger team. And this is a great time to gather any tax forms that you may not have gathered earlier. So if they are a contractor, maybe getting that 1099 filled out, This would be a great time to do that. (laughs) Don't forget to celebrate their accomplishments. I can't stress this enough. We tend to, in our minds, like move forward to the what's next, what are we going to do, how are we going to fill this gap, et cetera. Please do your brand, be a leader, do your brand some good, and show up and celebrate the accomplishments that you've had together. And I've even seen and actually received some offboarding gifts. So remember, this is your brand. If this person's been really instrumental and helpful, you may want to send them something physical in the mail. You may want to give them a monetary kind of spot bonus. It really is going to depend on the relationship. Now, obviously, if this person has been out of integrity with your business and not performing for you, then come on, you're not going to send them a gift. (laughs) So I'm kind of covering both good and bad scenarios here. Now, what to do moving forward? I want you to go back to that list that you made when you determined 
that this was not going to be a good or a needed fit in your business? Do you need or want to rehire for this role? I want you to take a look at your organization. Have your needs changed? So many times, especially in the online small business space, our businesses change so quickly that the talent that we need to support them changes just as rapidly. And the people that are existing and on your team, maybe their skill sets have evolved. We are in a place where we have so much information, so much access to knowledge and education that they may have up-leveled and may be able to take on some of the responsibilities. So what roles do you really need to get you to your one to two-year vision? This is a great time to pause and reflect and really catch up to current day. So let's get clear on this before you make another reactionary hire. This is a great time to level set for the existing team. Also relook at your financials, what your revenue looks like compared to your expenses. Also look at your vision and any of the organizational impacts that come out of the vision. If you're new to this and you just don't know how to do this, we can absolutely help. This is my real jam. This is my zone of genius. So hop on over to theopsauthority.com forward slash hiring. There's a quick little form there and we could likely partner up and I could help you understand what the organization needs to look like for your business to support the vision that you have for yourself. So you've done a lot of hard work here. (laughs) This is not an easy part of business. This is certainly not the part of business that you thought you were going to be getting into when you said, I'm open for business. So, But it is an inevitable part that you're going to face at some point. So I hope that I've equipped you with how to have this conversation, how to continuously build your business in integrity, how to up-level yourself as a leader through the good and the bad of business. Most importantly, I want you to learn from every single hire, just like you did with your old boyfriends. (laughs) Remember back in those days, you got better every single time because you knew what you were looking for. So you can translate that dating experience into hiring. You're always going to be making better and better decisions, but I really think you've got to do an honest internal reflection and assessment of what has worked and what hasn't before we launch into this again. So I know if we're going to partner together and and you're going to allow me to come into your business as a hiring manager, I'm going to require this of you so that we can set yourself up for the best success possible in the next hire. Alrighty, ladies, as with every single episode, I want this to be purposeful. So we're going to have an operations activity to make this content useful every single week. This week, I want you to use that reflection framework. What is working? What is not working? What is missing? And what is confusing? I want you to look at that as it relates to your team. And if you don't have a team, look at it for your business, for your whole business model. From here, create that. And I would love for you to share it with the Ops Insiders which is our private Facebook group where the conversation continues after this podcast. So you can join us at theopsinsiders.com. I'd love to have you in there and see what your reflections are of your current team or your existing model. Ladies, it's been a pleasure coming here, talking to you guys all about the hiring process. I hope that these last few episodes have been really rich. I know I've been so excited to create every single one. So here's to building bigger, stronger, better businesses and really scaling. 
I am confident that you cannot scale your business without up-leveling your team and removing yourself from the day-to-day. The only way to do that is by bringing in a team. So I just want to let you ladies know, I believe in you. I am so excited for what lies ahead. I am here for you. I can't wait to support you. And most of all, to celebrate the accomplishments that you have. Are you going to have setbacks? Absolutely. I'm here to help you kind of get through those from an operational support system. Make sure to join us in the opsinsiders.com. Ladies, I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll see you back same time next week. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.